you know, one of the most important things to be proud of when it comes to America. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this because there's been so many, like, so many things going on, many of which I have strong feelings about in terms of like, the foundations of our country and fundamental things that are changing. Um, but I think one of the best parts about our country is that we are a, you know, we are a democratic republic, right? We always have the ability to change and to do so without violence. All right, happy birthday, America, and welcome to the Conquer the World podcast. We are Team CTW. I'm Nick Learman, and this is my beautiful, heavy-breathing partner, Eric Webster. <laughs> we started this show to highlight the folks Wait, out there. you forgot pregnant. Oh, now people I, don't know why I'm heavy-breathing. <laughs> she's interrupting my flow, folks. All right, we're, we're going to get to all that. We're going to get to that, all that. We started this show because we want to highlight the folks out there that are looking to conquer their own world and business, politics, science, nonprofits, whatever the space, it does not matter. But it's not about singing their praises or gassing them up, talking about how great they are, because anybody can do that. We're not here to give out high fives. We want to talk about the hardship. We want to talk about the failures and the challenges. When things go sideways, when adversity strikes, when nothing is smooth, what do world conquerors do? How do they overcome that adversity? How do they overcome those hurdles to go on and conquer their space? And in that process, I know that we are inspired and I hope that you all will be inspired to keep going out and conquering your own world. This week's episode has been brought to you by Realtor and a Baby. Uh, for all of your real estate needs, if you're looking for to buy or sell a home, by all means, reach out to our boy, Chris, at Realtor and a Baby. You can find him super easy. Just shoot him an email at realtorandababy at gmail.com. So whether you're in the Philadelphia area or someplace else, make sure you uh, reach, reach out to him. Let him know that you might need some assistance buying or selling your house at realtorandababy at gmail.com. What's up? I think you just dropped a little bit of a news bomb on our on our listeners. There's a baby in my belly. <laughs> Where did that thing come from? <laughs> um, well, yeah. So for those who don't follow us on social media. Which um, you should, by the way. Yes. Our personals. <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> uh, we're having a baby due in January. Yeah. And we actually, uh, so we, we announced on social a couple weeks ago and then we made it. Yeah. Um, we did the gender reveal this weekend. So do you, do you want to reveal the gender on the pod? Ready? Wait, drum roll. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am single-handedly disrupting the estrogen line um, in my family. So I'm one of four girls. And then my sisters, actually aside from JD, my the first uh, of the grandchildren is a boy. But then the... The rest have all been women. The rest have all know, been all little girls. And then, uh, and then I came around, and my yeah. oldest is well, a, and added a, girl, a girl, right? Yeah. Added another girl. Um, and then Preston, you know, eight months ago, Preston uh, broke the mold a little bit, yeah. and apparently now that now the tide has turned, yeah. now we're now it's another team boy member. So. Uh, What's well, that? It's that Weinstein genetics. So my dad's mom had three boys. Yeah. So I assume if we got pregnant again, it would be a boy, but we don't, <laughs> we don't need to find not that. Gonna happen. Not, we are going to med- medically make sure that this does not take place again. That seal team six doesn't penetrate. Oh, okay. Put rounds on target. <laughs> it's going to be double explicit <laughs> this one, but yeah, so we're, we are excited. Um, so my out of breathness is, is because I have 50% more blood starting to pump through my body. Not because I'm out of shape <laughs> over here. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, 
if if uh, for the next couple of weeks you notice that my mood is <laughs> couple <of> weeks. Yeah, <laughs> well. listen, folks, you guys, you might as well batten down the hatches from now until January. Just hold on tight; it's going to be a ride. You better, you better lock it up. <laughs> if um, and if you stop hearing my voice, please send a search. <laughs> this is the Team Erica show. No. Um, yeah, so yeah, so not only a gender reveal, big announcement, but then it was America's birthday, Independence Day, the yeah. 4th of July. Uh, what was the, what was the 4th like in your family growing up? So it's my, so my sister Michelle and I, we were like, we're obsessed with 4th of July. It was always a big, um, time of year one, we decorated the house, we had a party, um, always got dressed up. It was, you know, and this is like pre-military too, before she and I both joined the army. Um, we just, we've always been great patriots. And so Living in Lafayette Hill, there's this parade that happens every year. We actually marched in it a few times um, with my gym. So there's probably some people listening who have walked with us in the parade. But the last couple of years, it was canceled. So we got to go last year for the first time in a few years. And it was Preston's first parade. And it was just cool, like, being out there. You know, I saw a couple people that I went to grade school with. Um, A couple of my friend's parents were out there. And... Um, it's, you laugh at me when I say this, but like, it's a small town vibe, right? Like we're up North, we're, we're right outside of a major city, but it still feels good to like see your neighborhood out there on like lining the streets and, you know, um, with music and the flags and as, as upsetting as things might be going on in our country, it's still, um, I'm still, in love with the fact that like, this is our country. And I like, we, you know, you made a post or something yesterday, but like, it's can't lose faith. You know, we're, we're pretty lucky. Anyway, it was was a nice sense of return to normalcy, right? After a couple of years being where everything's been disrupted and things are still disrupted a bit, I suppose. But, uh, it was nice. I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I, I not a, uh, I've never been a huge 4th of July guy. Um, was not like a major, you know, we'd go out and watch fireworks, but it was never a huge thing in, in my household. Um, and I've never been a big parade guy either. Like I just don't, I don't totally understand the appeal, but yesterday, um, was really nice. It, Make it was, you a parade man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed pegging your mother with, with pieces of candy. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a non sequitur, but it was not, it was nice. It was nice to be out there with the family. Um, and to just, yeah, be like, okay, Hey, listen, you know, there's lots to celebrate. Um, and there's lots to be proud of even when not everything is, is so great. Not when everything, you know, when there's so much disruption, uh, and there's so much turmoil, um, there's a lot of division or at least perceived division. Um, but there's a lot about America that's worth, worth celebrating and worth being proud of. Um, and at least for me, like that, some of you know, one of the most important things to be proud of when it comes to America. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this because there's been so many, like so many things going on, many of which I have strong feelings about in terms of like the foundations of our country and fundamental things that are changing. Um, but I think one of the best parts about our country is that we are, you know, we are a democratic Republic, right? We always have the ability to change and to do so without violence. Um, there's so many countries across the world that don't have that opportunity that are ruled by autocrats and dictators, um, and fascists and people who, you know, their world is given to them without, you know, literally the only way to affect change is through an armed revolt, you know, is through a coup is through assassinations is through violence. Um, and in America, we all have the right to vote. 
right? And at the end of the day, we get to choose who our leaders are from the local level to the medium level, state and federal level, all the way up to the top, including our Supreme Court. You know, like regardless of where you, you fall and what's happened with the Supreme Court, the people that sit on that court are the product of your votes or your lack of votes. So I, to me, that's really heartening um, to know that you and I and the, all of the other good folks out there, all of the citizens have an opportunity to influence that and to, to make change on our own terms. What's interesting too, um, not to kind of veer away from politics, but even just, I'm not saying that I dislike our neighborhood, (laughs) but there are some times where people on their loud automobiles wake up our son <laughs> pisses me <laughs> off to no end not, not but to say um, you don't like it no. but it pisses you off um <laughs> but you know, so sunday night there were fireworks and it the neighborhood was outside and like it was cool like everyone was standing together everyone came together and it's the simple act of looking up at the sky and, and you're watching fireworks and everyone you just get this i don't know this feeling right so like i said like regardless of where you are Politically, it is still a day where you just you naturally come outside, you come together. And how I say, like, with the people in the neighborhood that I can't stand, like, we were all out there together. So people, like, alike, mm-hmm. not alike, you know. Um, it's, Good, sorry. No, it's just a, a feeling. And, and maybe I'm alone in this. Or maybe I'm not alone. Maybe it's not everybody. But the reason why I think my family loves this holiday so much is, we are a very military dominant um, family generations serving our country. And so the, the ability to fight over our flag, to fight over what's going on in our country is because of our country. Yeah. I think it's a great point, right? Like the ability and we get so upset, right? Like whether, whatever you feel about Roe v. Wade, whatever you feel about our current president or our past president or whatever the case may be, the fact that we can have, those conversations and do it openly and outwardly and loudly. Right. Mm -hmm. And do all of that by and large. And there's been exceptions, one of which being obviously January 6th of last year, but be able to have those conversations without violence um, is, is an opportunity and it's not always effectuated. Like there has been more violence across our country in the last few years than, than is typical. Um, but the convers- the opportunity to have those conversations and to do so without fear of government, you know, the government's not going to come and shut you down because they don't like the way, you know, they don't like your opinions on SCOTUS or the, the they don't, um, the government's not going to come and shut you down because you say you don't like, you know, this president or that president. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's freedom, right? There was a, um, someone shared on social media and it was, you know, like having, having conversations like we, responding with like, Oh, you know, like I didn't think of it that way. It's interesting. You think that way. And you know, for the longest time, for the last couple of years, I've been guilty of just blocking, deleting and like not wanting to see it. But like, you know, you had made a comment, you know, the world needs less echo chambers. I don't, I don't want to be surrounded by people who necessarily think the same way I do. I like hearing other people's opinions and I might think that you're dead wrong and you're an idiot, (laughs) but it doesn't mean I don't want to still socialize with you or that I don't want you to come work out at my gym or, you know, that that's the idea. Like we are a melting pot of all kinds of people and we're better for it. Yeah. 
It's and I wonder if there's an, even a tie to last week's episode. Last week we talked with Matt Gork and we talked about you know and I sort of got on my soapbox about the anonymity of the internet, you know, and it's sort of it's the antithesis of you know communication and discussion. And you know, I think when I hear you describe like sitting outside with the other neighbors and watching the fireworks, what I hear is community, and what I hear is togetherness, and what I hear are you know, is sort of that, Hey, we are all, there's much more that binds us and connects us and we're much more similar than we are different. But I think that the digital age, that the information age in some ways puts us at arm's length. Um, and especially with COVID, right. We are physically separated from so many people that it's when people are distant, when they're over there, so to speak, it, it's easy to feel like that person that, it's easy not to feel connected or bonded to that person. Right. Like I think, you know, like one example, and and I'm just, this is like borderline stream of consciousness. So by all means, ignore me and we can move on when I'm done. (laughs) But I I think, you know, when I see folks that I served with or that I worked, you know, that were prosecutors with me for, you know, for a decade or people in our family and they express an opinion that's different than mine, it is easy because they are close in proximity to me to, be more understanding of their opinions and what they are saying. Even if I, if even like you said, even if they're dead, I think they're dead wrong. But when it's somebody who, when we're not connected, when we don't see our neighbors and when you don't talk to our neighbors and you don't see the people in the community, you're not connected with the people in your community. When they voice those opinions, even if they're exactly the same, I think it's easy to just box them up, put them away and, and not think about them. Not exactly. And, you know, and become more adversarial. Whereas like, you know, if your your mom or your stepdad were to say something I disagreed with, I, I would be much more inclined to listen, consider, and then respond respectfully, you know, and have like a healthy discussion versus it's Joe Blow on the internet or Joe Blow in the community mouthing off. I'm much more likely to just tell that person to fuck off <laughs> and to do it in a very, and I'm, and I'm listen, I'm, I'm not judging because we see it all the time, but I've, I've been prone to engage in these types of discussions where it's not, you're not trying to have a discussion. You're just trying to shut somebody down and Twitter slam them or, you know, and sort of like come up with the better one liner. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to stop my stream of consciousness. I can't tell if the look I'm getting (laughs) there. Well, I think, you know, the, the basis of what you are saying is that everyone has their opinions. Everyone has the freedom to think the way that they want to think and the, the freedom to vote the way that they want to vote. Um, and it's, it's a hard line, I think between, you know, wanting to like spread. So like, for instance, in like religion, like spreading the good word and or forcing the good word. Right. So sure. you can have conversation, you can have dialogue and that's just the beauty. I think that we're, we're just trying to say the beauty of living in the United States of America and, um, you know, especially for those in our circle who have, who put the uniform on, you know, who lace up their boots. You know, we, we've seen what other countries are living like, and we've seen the horrors that other countries have to endure for, because they want democracy. And so I think that's just the point that we're trying to say is, you know, you can be upset with our government now. You can be upset. You are allowed to be upset and like nothing will happen to you for being upset. Yeah, you can have, and you can have strong feelings. Like the fact that more, and we talked about this off air, you know, I think we did talk about voting. Like the fact that people have such strong feelings, it gives me, it gets me excited, right? It gets me hope that people are motivated 
and are engaged. Yeah. Because democracy fails when you're not engaged. And, and people just quit. Yep. And if, if you are not out voting in your local elections, if you're not out voting in your state and your federal elections, even when it's not the president, then you're wrong. Like you, that, uh, you are not exercising the responsibilities that come with that freedom, right? You want all the freedom. Well, that's part of your, your responsibilities is to vote. And, you know, it, people say it all, it's trite, right? But if you don't vote, then you don't get to bitch about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I think it's almost even more than that. Like it's your, that's a dereliction of your duty, like your duty as a citizen to speak up, speak out, you know, and, um, when it comes time, you know, once a year, make your way over to the ballot box and think about it. Do maybe do a little research. Yeah, ask questions. <laughs> Talk to the people in your community about who's, you know, who's running for what. Um, you know, and then participate. Like yeah. the last the last presidential election, I don't know the stats. Uh, you know, it was one of the most participated in presidential elections ever. Uh, or in a very long time. Which is great. Except the percentage was still so low. Yeah. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of strong feelings, but if you're not out there being a part of the process, then fuck man. Like you don't get the, you don't get to complain. You don't get to be upset anymore. Um, so, and I would love that. And I would love if more people that got invested and got involved who, regardless of, I don't know, certainly don't care about your political affiliation, but regardless of even what you feel about the issues, yeah. um, you know, like obviously Roe v. Wade was the like the biggest fundamental thing that happened lately. You know, whether you're pro-choice or anti-choice, choice, like pro-life, um, and so, like good on you. Like, I, I everybody's entitled to their opinions, but like if you're not voting and doing your job, you know, like I don't know, go pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, sort of tying it back into you know uh, conquering the world. If you're not able to navigate. Like you can't conquer the world living in your echo chamber. Absolutely not. Right. Like you, you can't run a gym, you know, dub fitness would not exist if you screened your members based on their political affiliations or how they felt about abortion or how they felt about affirmative action or how they felt about immigration, all of these like hot button topics. And the same thing, like team foster would not exist if we only took certain types of, of fundraising money, you know, Learman legal consulting. I, I don't ask my clients, <laughs> what, what, how they feel about the yeah. current or past presidents before I decide whether or not I'm going to help them. Like right. you, you have to be able to, you know, see the commonalities if you're going to succeed. Absolutely. And I think that you need to be challenged. You have to, um, because you don't, I hate, I used to hate this quote and I find myself using it more and more is you don't know what you don't know. And I don't know if there's a, a better way to say that. And, you know, like, uh, for instance, the other day, uh, I, I like to consider myself a very politically conscious conscious person. Um, but I had no idea what Jerry, I didn't understand gerrymandering. So I asked. I don't think most people do. Yeah. So I asked Nick and I, you know, I felt silly. I'm here. I'm 35 years old and I have voted and, and they just... I wasn't sure what it was. So, you know, Nick explained it to me and that's, I think one, I don't know how I segued over into this, the whole conquering thing, but like 
if you are surrounded by this echo chamber and you're surrounded by people who are like, yes, 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 you're doing great. You're doing great. This is awesome. You're never going to step outside of that. You're never going to rise above. You're never going to meet challenges and build that resilience and build that, I guess, experience or the knowledge of what you didn't know before. So like asking questions, meeting new people, exposing yourself to things that you thought were taboo and just education. Like education is key. Education is, is constant. And it's one of the things I hate. Like when I graduated college, I feel like I was like in almost like a mini like depression because I felt like I stopped learning. Um, so I was kinesiology, exercise science, constantly learning about the body. And from freshman year to senior year, certain things changed about the body. Certain things changed about like diet myths and things like that. And, you know, and I still continue education and, and I read up on things, but it's not the same as being physically in college where my professors are constantly learning and things are changing and, you know, universities are the first people to get the information because they're pumping it into the people who are going out into the world. And once you leave college or you leave that there, where where else are you going to go? And if you are in this little bucket hole in your life, then you're not going to keep learning. You're not going to keep exploring. You're going to be stuck. And, um, I just, that's a sad life to me. It's, I think it's, it's funny. You say education. I think that's piece. I think, uh, the underlying even like sort of kissing cousin, I guess, or related is curiosity. Mm. You know, like you have to, if you want to conquer the, the world, you probably need to start keeping up with technology, right? The new platforms and new abilities to come out. If you want to conquer the world in the fitness space, you need to know what the fitness trends are and what, you know, you talk about kinesiology and what the body does, nutrition, like all of these different things. Um, you know, if I want to conquer the world in the nonprofit space and I need to, I need to know how to interact with people. I need to understand the latest social media, you know, interests and like what, how people engage and with what and fundraising events and how, and what they are doing there. And in the mission, like I have to be curious about what the latest is on veterans and suicide and service dogs and if you lose that curiosity, if you're, which is easy, right? You get overwhelmed. But if you lose that curiosity, you're, you know, it's inertia, right? You're just, you're dead in the water. Like you're just, you're, you're going to wither on the vine. It's just a matter of how long, um, you know, and I think whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's because people get too busy or whether people get overwhelmed by the quantity of information that is out there and the, all of these different sources, like I, you know, you you got to be more curious than just reading a headline. You know, you got to, I, I firmly believe read an article and then look at the sources and like, then go read another article, um, and, you know, and compare and contrast and analyze. Um, and then, you know, sort of where you started, ask the question, right. And we talked about being connected to community. When you're connected to your community, you're more willing to show, Hey, I, sorry, I don't know what gerrymandering is. I've seen it in the paper, you know, or seen it online, but I don't, actually know what it means or how we got there, you know, and then you can have that discussion and chances are somebody else is going to be like, yeah, I don't really know what that word is either. When you talk about inertia, that's, that's breaking inertia, right? right? You asking those questions and like, as silly as I sounded, you know, everybody wants, everyone wants to be the smartest person in the room. It's okay not to be, like Chances said, are you're not. Yeah. Right. And I'm definitely not. Like I, said, I was, I was embarrassed to ask you, like, you know, like my best friend, my partner, my person, I was embarrassed, you know, I was in our, we were in our bedroom and I, and I asked, you know, mm, imagine, <laughs> imagine how difficult it would be. These sexy bed, the sexy pillow talk is going on at the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do when we tell cuddle. Me about gerrymandering. 
This is why we're world conquerors, okay? Because <laughs> our romance, our love language is literally the language. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But no, so if it was hard for me to ask you, you know, I, I know it's hard for other people to see other people's point of views and, and to talk. But so all we're doing is we're not pushing, obviously, we're not pushing one view out there. We're not telling you what to do, but we're just suggesting things that we've done, right? Like we have tested, we've trialed, we've battle tested, proven. Um, and these are ways to be successful and these are ways to keep friends and keep family. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really sad sometimes, um, to see that things like this break up families and break up friendships or break up relationships. And, you know, we hate to see it. So we're just encouraging everyone to be good people, be good Americans, be upset with your country, be not, you know, be That's, happy with it, whatever. It's you're still a patriot, yeah. right? You can be a patriot and very, very upset with something that's happening in our country or lots of things that are happening with our country. So you should be right. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, if there's one thing I think we can all agree on, <laughs> it's that we're not perfect. No. <laughs> this country's got a lot of work to do. Uh, but that opportunity for growth um, and your belief, or at least my, like, yeah. I think our belief in that opportunity for growth, I think is, is one of the things that makes you a patriot. And we are a young ass country. You know, we're talking about like, comparing ourselves to other countries who have had monarchs and things for in place for thousands of years. And we're like, Little peons over here, like this little, we're still wet behind the ears, as my dad likes to say. 247, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, maybe 246. I mean, soon there's a a pill people are going to take and live that long. Can you imagine? Whoa, Today's my 247th birthday. How do I look? <laughs> like, like, are you, like, when do you, and we're, here we go. And no, another like, thing, rabbit, but a, listen, that is a rabbit hole that we are about to go I have now. so many questions. So I saw this ad and it was like this pill that takes you, how, you know, your life expectancy will be like around 110, 115. But what I'm curious is, is it going to continue aging like your skin and your face? Like, are we just going to look like real bad? Or at the age that you take this pill, is that the age you stop? Because like, if that's the case, I'm taking that shit right now. (laughs) No, not right now. After I have this baby. Five years years ago. Yeah. In the interest of opening up further rabbit holes, (laughs) um, you know, the whole world may be imploding. Actually today, we're recording July 5th and this today they're opening the CERN, I believe that the proper term is the CERN reactor in Switzerland. Mm. So it's basically this super large uh, particle collider. With and they're today they are doing the biggest energy level experiment they've ever done. Um, and there's lots of conspiracy theories that it's going to open up like black holes or a wormhole or there's demons coming out. So if you don't hear this episode tomorrow, uh, uh, we love you. Time we from Umbrella you. Factory to get released on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, we're going off the rails. Okay. Off the rails. All right. Well, we hope that you had a great holiday and that maybe you got to spend it with some family, some friends, got to see some fireworks that you weren't just angry at the 12 days of 4th of July as people are calling it. It's <laughs> a great name. Um, but we love you. We love our listeners. We love our country and we are thankful for you and we are um, thankful for our freedom, I think. 100%. Happy yeah. birthday, America. All right. So we want to hear your stories. We want to hear what's going on in your life. We want to know how you are conquering your space. Please send us an email to teamctwpod at gmail.com or you can message us on all social medias, which is at teamctwpod. And of course, special thanks to our boy Palmer over at Palm Tree Pod Co. Network of Podcasts. Uh, He takes care of all the Team CTW production needs, editing, producing, social 
you name it. Um, so if you have your own pod and you're thinking about you need some assistance, by all means, reach out to our boy, Anthony Palmer. Uh, he will take care, very, very good care of you. And of course, don't forget to listen, subscribe, like us, wherever it is that you find your podcast. Those algorithms, man, that AI needs you. It needs you. Needs you to participate. <laughs> needs you to vote. Team CGW needs you. <laughs> it's like a recruitment ad meets I don't know something. But anyway, so pathetic uh, <laughs> Until next time, I'm Nick. I'm Erica, and we're out.